Well, hey. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, happy holidays and <laughs> cheers. Happy holidays and cheers, bud. Blink. No. Sip, sipping memes, sip, sipping memes, sip, sipping oh, memes, sip, sipping memes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dashing through the snow, and I'm sipping a memo. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> that's really good. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, hey, everyone, welcome back to Sipping Memos. I'm Elliot. And I'm Jake. Uh, and you are listening to the internet's premiere. Uh, sometimes citrus-based libation podcast where Elliot and I discuss uh, our favorite 90s rock and electronica records. This is true. Uh, Jake, how you been, man? I've been okay. You know, um, feeling uh, last time we recorded, we, you know, discussed two songs we're thankful for and uh, listened back to that one. It was just such a treat. Um, mm-hmm. So it's good to be back in back in the studio again to uh to do our holiday special yeah uh happy holidays and and uh all that <laughs> what, what what are you what are you sipping on tonight uh right here i've got an access ipa oh that's a good one Axis, it's got the deer on it yeah i've been playing a lot of red dead redemption jacob nice. uh, or red red dead 2 i guess i'm like p- playing through the game and and I know it's late, but I don't know. I didn't have a PS4 until my brothers handed me one. Uh, but man, you get immersed in this world, and I'm not good at it. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> trying to figure out how to gallop and all this on my horse and all that. But it's sure fun to uh, kill people. That's a lot. Of, <laughs> that's a lot of fun. But you have to like feed your horse and pet it and like eat and like sleep. It's so it's a little too realistic. Like, oh, you haven't you forgot breakfast today uh main character in this video game like forgot breakfast like what the fuck (laughs) oh man in in my day you just mario or you're you're mario and you're stopping on mushroom people or whatever i don't know anyways wow we're getting off the path we've got plenty to talk about yes and no like because we're kind of like i am i have been in just like the for the past like month or so i've just been living in uh just a marvel heaven uh-huh it's just like it's it's like a warm blanket um <laughs> so there's one there was one big event that happened uh recently um that i know we're gonna get to but have you been keeping up with hawkeye you've been watching this um i might catch up tonight i am like three episodes in but i think the finale just came out i like that Haley steinfeld i don't know uh but i i am not i'm not fully caught up are you caught up completely uh, i need to watch the finale Okay. Is it, is it, is it fantastic? It's great. I, um, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but I watched another show. And so when something happened in Hawkeye, I like was just like, Oh, that's who this is. And they keep, they, they keep referencing, they keep referencing, um, you know, the big guy or the, the uncle, um, Maya's uncle. Um, okay. And I'm like, oh, this has got to be this guy. This has got to be him. Um, Kingpin. I don't want to spoil anything. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but yeah, it's. I really like. I, I really like Haley Seinfeld. I think she's great. I, like 
I've been a big fan since um, True Grit. She was wonderful in that. Yeah, yeah, she's so good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Super talent, like has a really great singing voice as well, and good comedic timing. And um, yeah, I just I'm really excited to watch that finale tonight. Yeah, I need to I need to tear through it. Um, um, at the time of recording, Matrix Resurrections just dropped on HBO. Yeah, like today. Like today. Like so. I don't know. We're going to hit stop on the recorder. I'm going to pop that on immediately. Like, uh, <laughs> um, uh, it's one of those things where like, I, I'm, I'm hesitant. Like I, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't go out to see it because I, it, it could be pretty bad. It could be bad. I don't really know, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy you said that. Cause I, I haven't been too like really blown away by like the, uh, the previews that they've shown um yeah and I, I, I don't and that the first the i mean the first matrix was just like so groundbreaking visually um yeah it's perfect it's great yeah i don't know i don't know what else they could do <laughs> i mean and, they, and those those sequels were not like come on like they weren't great right like yeah a friend of mine told me the other day like he's only seen the third one. Like, hasn't even seen the original. I'm like, and I got so upset. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, that, that's like, that's, that, that's one series where the, you know, you need the, you need the first two movies. Like they're essential to know what's going on. Wait, wait. So why is the guy in the sunglasses want to fight this guy in the, in the, in the trench coat? Like what's happening? <laughs> and the other sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, like why? Why is everyone wearing sunglasses? <laughs> uh, I, I haven't seen the new Matrix yet, but it looks like they're doing this thing where perhaps, uh, the like, Keanu Reeves is kind of playing a, a version of himself, where he's an actor that was in a movie called The Matrix, and that's the new Matrix. Oh. That's what I'm getting. That's what I think it might be. Where like the new Matrix is actually, um, uh, Mr. Anderson, you know, is Neo is just a Keanu Reeves type, and that's like the reality they've made for him to keep him lost in this thing. That's what it looks like to me, but I could be way wrong. But we'll find out tonight and talk about it next episode. I'm sure. Yeah, I, I'm gonna watch. I mean, because it's the Matrix, you know, it's, it's the Matrix, baby. I'd watch Keanu Reeves, you know, put bread on butter and have. Put um, bread on butter? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what? How are you making toast these days, man? You're I'm going trying, upside I'm down. <laughs> bread on the butter. Episode <laughs> title, I'm sorry. <laughs> bread on the butter. I, bread on butter. You know, for the holiday episode, I thought I'd, like, treat myself. So I, I'm trying a new uh, mezcal tonight. Oh, love that. Uh, so I was curious. I saw a clear liquid in your glass. I was like, hmm, I wonder. 2021 broke him. He's just drinking straight clear liquid tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, Jake looks fresh and he's got a he got a he got a fresh haircut. He's looking good. Oh, so I think you, we're I think we're gonna be all right. <laughs> I the, the the mezcal is lovely. It's it's called Luminade Mezcal. Luminade. I forget what it was, but okay. I, I just I recently visited Eugene, Oregon, uh, and my sister and I were walking around, and uh, we decided to like uh, 
we were at a uh, a bar with my whole family and all this. My sister just graduated with her master's. It was awesome. Woo, saw congratulations. Our, yeah. Uh, and uh, my niece was at a play. We had a lovely time. We were leaving the bar. And like, we're going to, let's just, we'll just walk home. It's to the Airbnb that we're at. It's, it's two blocks. And then there was this house with all these decorations uh, put up and still being put up. And the guy, the ho- owner of the house was out there and he just popped out from behind like a Christmas tree. He's like, hi. Hey guys, I'm like, ah, it's like, do you, do you guys want some tequila? We're like, what? Because <laughs> we're just looking at his house and all this shit. He's like, my Santa deflated. And like, had like a Santa, like a blow up Santa, like hanging from a window and all this. And we were like, uh, are you a murderer? <laughs> he's like, he's like, no, my wife and kid are inside. I'll, I'll bring him out. So he just brought him out. He's like, look, I'm a normal person. He's like, do you want some cheesecake? We're like, what? And, and what? He poured us shots of tequila. I just on the side of the road. It was really weird. My sister was like, have you ever killed anyone? He's like, are you from Los Angeles? And I, I said, she is. <laughs> it was just, it was just a really weird encounter. Uh, but that reminded me of it. Your, your mezcal. <laughs> that, I love it. Uh, I, I, I was fortunate enough to spend some time in Eugene uh, a while ago. We were kind of like, we stayed there. We stayed the night there while driving. We drove from Seattle to San Francisco stayed in Eugene. It was lovely. Lovely, lovely town. Oh, um, but can't, what was the thing? Like you can't pump your own gas. Yeah. Oh, I think, I think maybe all of Oregon, but like you just pull up and someone, some poor fucker has to walk out to your car and pump gas for you. It's so weird. Uh, it's like a clearly a regional thing, but like the first time I encountered that, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. I'm like, uh, um, like i don't know when i pump my own gas i'm just like uh whatever this much sounds about right but like what so you can like tell them fill it up or put 10 in it but i don't don't know it's so weird to me it's really odd yeah or if you're um me circa 2006 um you check your check your check the bank okay give me 332 Oh my God. We've all, we've all been there, man. We've all been there, man. Can I get, get two thirty-seven on pump four? Like, like why bother? I'm like, yeah, you're right. I was pushed my car home. Like, <laughs> yeah. I ran out of gas. So when I first started driving, I drove a big, like gas guzzler, uh, blazer, which looking back really cool car. Um, but man, it guzzled gas. And I ran out of fuel so many times driving wow. around San Antonio was your first car a blazer yeah wow my first car was an 89 Mustang nice it was, it was you know uh, stick shift and all that it was cool it, you know it wasn't a good car remember, but it was a good starter car I guess I was like 15 you know but you know fine. that was back when the gas was 80 cents a gallon too so I kind of did fine you know when when I would be driving around like and I'd be far and I would break down. I would like sit in my car, put my head on the wheel, and I'd just be like, oh my God, there's literally no way home. It's a holiday episode. I'm coming yeah, at you hard tonight with these. Um, here we go. Uh, so, well, Jake just said the magic words. We need to talk about Spider Man No Way Home. We've both oh. seen it, yes? Oh, I saw it. New Orleans. Saw it. Okay. Saw it. I saw it Thursday night, opening night, because. I knew I wouldn't make it over the weekend without 
getting some spoiler on social media. Were you spoiler free going in? I was spoiler free. Um, oh, bless your heart. I, uh, and normally I famously, and my sister always gives me a hard time about this. I always like to, I, I can't, the suspense of not knowing is too much to me. So I will Google the plot of a movie and mm -hmm. that way I'm like, okay, I know what happens. Okay. Oh, I'll live. Um, no. But no, for, for this one, because I'm, I'm such a huge, you know, spider head. I, I went on Twitter and was like, I, I muted MCU, Spider-Man, Zendaya, Tom Holland, Toby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, um, good for you, man. I saw the trailers and, of course, you know, heard the rumors and all this. But yeah, I think in our last episode, I said, like, man, I'm nervous about this movie. Like, because it does, like, the hype machine is so insane. Like, if it, if it doesn't do this, if it doesn't do that, if it does this, like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? I was... I saw the trailers, blah, 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 of course, because um, I love a good trailer. The trailers didn't show shit, really. So I went with a crew of friends and all this, and it was pure spider joy. Oh. Take, take, like, I mean, come on. Okay, also, we, we should say, like, uh, spoilers. We're going to spoil, right? Like, oh. Like, -na 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 -na. Spoilers. If you haven't <laughs> seen Spider-Man, Spider hit the 15-second uh, button for, like, you know, the next 10 minutes. <laughs> so next, next 40 minutes. Let's be real. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is a Spider-Man episode. Uh, this is the Spider-Man episode. Um, um, well, I mean, immediately, what did you, I mean, come on, what'd you think? It was, a, I thought it was fucking amazing. <laughs> oh, I, I loved it. Um, I was talking about it with my fiance. It was kind of like, man, like it just, you know, it drops you from like the last frame of yes. from home yeah and just like bam go 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 yeah you're right in it yeah 20 minutes later you know Otto octavius is on your screen like what well and before that daredevil shows up oh god how amazing is that <sighs> that was the first like everyone in the theaters erupts you want to see this with a theater full of nerds that no other watching like because it's, it's it is i think last episode you were saying like you're excited for this one the way you were about endgame and when matt murdoch shows up and it's uh is it charlie cox is that my name? boy charlie cox Ooh. and he catches the brick that flies through the window i'm a really good lawyer oh and like we were off and running and i'm like this is insane this is the dopest shit ever man like um i actually uh leading up leading up to it I, you know i i collected amazing spider-man you know for a for for a couple years and had amassed like a pretty good um pretty good amount of of inventory and but you know i needed i you know i i don't know why i must have needed the money so i sold them on ebay and mm. leading up to this movie release i was like you know what i'm gonna try and find those comic books again so leading up to it i went on went on oh boy and started rebuilding my spider-man collection Guys, Jake just pulled out a big stack of Spider-Man comics. <laughs> I uh, need to apologize ahead of time to my fiance. Um, but one of the things I love, like in this front cover, it's, you know, you have Iron Man with Spider-Man. It's these like crossover things, you know, like, and we, yeah. of course, we, we saw that in um, Homecoming and stuff. But seeing, seeing a character pop up in like a panel 
of, of a different character. Always like it gave me like a thrill, like, ooh, look, that's you know, Black Panther, or you know, oh no, that's Electro, watch out, you know. And so yeah. seeing seeing Daredevil, Charlie Cox live in this world being Peter Parker's lawyer and it being like so like lived in and it's just like an everyday thing. Oh, it was great. I was so happy. Like when he came out, I leaned over to like, that's Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, my, my friends didn't know what that was either. Yeah, people were just cheering. I was like, I was like, I was like rocking back and forth in my in my seat. It's like, oh my god, this is oh, it's happening. Oh my god, you, so cool. were your knees to your chest? Like, <laughs> my chest was to my knees. I was putting a uh, bread on butter. If you know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> he's back. Okay, uh, but but I was just loving it. And okay, uh, and of course, you know, Doc Ock shows up. He's like my favorite. You know, Spider-Man 2 is like one of my favorites of all time. And when he absorbs the nanotech, it's so fucking far out. And then like, he, Doc Ock's like the first one to realize what's going on. He's like, you're not Peter, like, like and all this. I loved it because there were so many like um, throwback lines to their respective movies. And they're like, yes. it's just like, what did you do with my machine? And, you know, Tom Holland, Spider-Man is like, what are you talking about? He's like the power of the sun in the palm of my hands, you know, it was the like, power of the sun. It's gone. Yes. Yes. Like, yes, it's yes. Just, and then when, okay. And then, you know, Norman Osborne, <laughs> Willem Dafoe as Norman Osborne comes back. Yep. He's just like, you know, I'm something of a, I'm something of a scientist myself. Oh, I love that so much. Oh God. <laughs> like, what is losing, happening? This is like losing my shit, losing my shit. Um, and okay. Let's just talk about it. Andrew Garfield shows up. That, that scene was perfect. Well, but, but before that, Aunt May, the Aunt May thing killed me. I oh. was like, th- that, that was devastating. And then when she's like, with great power comes great responsibility. I'm like, oh my God. And then we cut to Ned and MJ, like, and they, and Ned's got the, they stole, stole the sling ring from Strange and Andrew Garfield makes his appearance. I was losing my fucking mind. It was so cool and so funny. Andrew Garfield legit steals the movie. He's he so did. good. Uh, yeah. I, I, I remember reading something or hearing like an interview, like he like genuinely loves Spider-Man. Like, no, yeah, he truly does. Yeah. Like, like, I think he talked about like how like growing up Peter Parker and Spider-Man like meant a lot to him and how like it, it was more than just like, like an acting gig. Um, and that really shows, um, when because so the scene is like they're like you know show me peter parker yeah you know and it opens and you see it's an alley and he's he's in the distance and he starts like walking he starts walking towards the portal yeah yeah and i was just there and you know we were in movie theater and you know i had my mask on under my mask i was like that's not peter that's not him that's not him Mm -hmm. that's yeah yeah you're not like like yeah, oh, God. and he he's got the mask on. Then he speaks. I'm like, oh, 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 it's happening, it's happening, it's happening. And then he takes the mask off in this beautiful shot, and the whole theater just erupted. Um, Did you have a lot of like cheers and stuff in your theater? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. We were a little bit, and mine was a little bit more like subdued. There, um, uh, like a lot of like families with like their kids and stuff. So uh-huh. there were like a lot of like gasps. Nah, laughs are cheap. I'm going for gasps. You know? <laughs> nice, uh, nice, nice. There, uh, there wasn't like an audible one when Toby comes back. Yeah, that was insane. And like they're like, "Show me Peter Parker" or whatever. Uh, You know, uh, 
and, and Ned's like, oh, it's just some guy. And then like yeah. thwip. Because uh, his, <sighs> his, his face is, you can't see his face. It's like dark. Yeah. He like turns around. He, you can tell he's like looking and he turns around and then it comes out. It's, it's freaking Toby. It's Toby. Um, pure joy. Oh man. When, when, and then of course they all unite. Once the, once the Spider-Man started like talking to each other and sharing stories, I was just cloud nine, like cloud 11. I was, just, it was pure joy. And I was, when, when they start, <laughs> when they realize that Toby has organic web shooters and they're like, mm. Ooh, they're, they're kind of grossed out by it. <laughs> and, like, and then like when they're at the, <laughs> they're like, so do you ever like, like, do you have to like make it? He's like, well, I don't like, you know, I, I I do make it, I guess, but like, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not like trying to breathe, you know, like it just kind of happens. That's so funny. Never get web block. Say, like, oh yeah, I did get web block that once. <laughs> so, oh my god, like, it's so fun. Did you catch like the one like joke for the parents, and it was like, does it come? Does it ever come out of anywhere else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it comes out of your wrist, but like, does it come out of yeah? Because <laughs> you know, if it's if you're in Iraq, then it comes out of your thorax or whatever. Huh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, Ooh, it'd be a less fun superhero, but <laughs> ouch. Yeah, um, it was such a fan friendly movie experience, you know. Like, I mean, that first Spider Man came out maybe 20 years ago next year, you know. Spider Man, like, yeah, 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 2001. I was watching, uh, they had a uh, Tom Holland, Zendaya, um, the actor that plays Ned, whose name is escaping me, Jacob Batalon. Jacob Batalon. Boom. And, and Cumberbatch. Um, yeah. They were on Jimmy Kimmel, which is really funny, a really funny interview. Uh, and Kimmel's just like trying to like get details about the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Tom Holland had a, something really profound. He was like, you know, this is, this movie is the culmination of three, three, he didn't say generate, three decades worth of, what did he say decades? Oh, shoot, I'm totally drawing a blanket now. Um, but three generations of Spider-Man. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, so you have your early aughts and you had your tens yeah. and your, you know, your twenties now. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, in, it, I don't know. And uh, I loved it. <laughs> it was just so good. Yeah. It was like a real healing thing for Andrew Garfield because he never got his third movie, you know, and those yeah. movies weren't, they weren't necessarily great, but like, man, he was a, he's a good actor and like, man, he, he clearly loves the character. And like, and then like, so you have literally Tom Holland and Tom McGuire telling him, Hey man, you're amazing. Cause he's the, the amazing Spider-Man. Yes. And like, that was so great. And then he's like, Hey, I love you guys. <laughs> like, Thanks man. <laughs> I, that shit like that is so great. And then like Tom Holland, like this new generation, this new Spider-Man, like telling them like, no, we have to work together. I'm on the Avengers. And I'm like, oh, the Avengers. What? What is that a band? Are you in a band? <laughs> like, it's so, like, and then that's so, excited for him. Are you in a band? He's, yeah, he's like, like wow, really? <laughs> and he's like, Tom Holland's like, shut up and listen to Spider Man One. <laughs> like, like Spider Man Two to like Toby. He's like, yeah, Spider Man Two. And then <laughs> Andrew Garfield's like, Spider Man Three. Like, like, oh man, it's so funny when they're talking about who they fought, and they're like, and Tom Holland's like, yeah, I went to space, and Toby's like, you went to space? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and and then Toby's like, "Well, I fought an alien." <laughs> yeah. With that, and, and Andrew Garfield was like, oh, "I fought a I fought a Russian in a rhino mech." I'm this lame, guy, like, guys. Uh, I'm lame. Guy, yeah, he wasn't. He was like, "Oh, I feel weird now." Like, 
<laughs> but he gets to he catches MJ, which was like one of the most amazing scenes. Cause like it's in the trailer, like, you know, she falls and then like Tom Holland jumps after her. But then like when talk about gasps, when he's diving after her and she's falling, because every Spider-Man movie you have to have MJ fall and he catches her. And when that glider hits him and he's out, like the and then Andrew Garfield jumps, everyone lost their shit. And he catches her. He's like, Are you okay? And she looks up at him and he's weeping. And she's like, are you okay? He's like, yeah. Oh my God. Fucking forget it. That, that was a prediction of mine. Yeah. Um, I was like, because that in Amazing Spider-Man 2, when he, he fails to save Gwen Stacy, yeah. it's a very like jarring experience, you know? Because it's like, because Spider-Man always saves the day, you know? Like, yeah. You know, like it's, that's just, Spider-Man always comes out on top, but he couldn't save her. Yeah, that's that sequence is brutal too, and it's like right right from the comic book pages. But like, for listeners that don't know, like Gwen Stacy falls and Spider Man catches her with his web and it snaps her back, and it's like the, one of the most brutal deaths like in comic book history. I think it's just it's rough, you know. And Andrew, Andrew Garfield is a very good actor. Um, yeah, he's amazing. He's so good. And uh, I want to see that tick tick boom. He, he yeah. Him. The guy who wrote Rent. Um, right. I've heard it's really good. Um, uh, yeah. But when, so I, when that happened, I was like, oh man, like I have a feeling Andrew Garfield is going to save her and kind of like, he's going to like redeem himself for not being able to save Gwen Stacy. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. Happy. Real, real tr- true redemption for Andrew Garfield. Have you seen all these interviews? Speaking of the Kimmel thing, like the, he's been out, uh, pushing tick tick boom and like in every interview he has it's been asked about spider-man and he like a like a badass he like skates out of it every every single time you can like find like compilations of him denying that he's gonna do spider-man again but of course now you know it's out there now so you know we can all leave him alone but like people are now pushing for like an amazing spider-man 3 and like the sony verse like him versus that venom and all that um oh and then the, the mid credit scene where with venom that's cool. How they're gonna bring how they brought the symbiote into Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with that. I I don't know how because it was only people who knew who Spider-Man was. Right. So I don't know how Eddie Brock. Eddie Eddie doesn't know who Peter Parker is, but the symbiote does. Because the symbiote is a multiversal creature with a collective mind. Oh, <laughs> all the symbiotes share a collective like consciousness a little bit. So part of the Venom symbiote knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. So he got beamed over. Wow, I didn't know that. I never picked that up. I mean, they don't. I don't think they uh, straight up say it, but that's what people are thinking. That's why he would be beamed over. Okay. That yeah. may- okay, I like that because that, that was only like. I mean, it's a freaking Spider-Man movie, so you, you know it's a yeah. spin reality. But I was just kind of like, "Well, how did he know?" Because it was only people, but the symbiote—that totally makes sense. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, yeah, you got—you kind of have to. <laughs> and like, where where were the other Mary Janes? I mean, like, <clears throat> the movie has to be under three hours, I guess, too. So, were uh, were you kind of bummed that uh, Kirsten Dunst didn't make an appearance? I would have liked to have seen Kirsten Dunst. That'd be fun. Like I could have, like I would have liked for her to be like, 
you know, Tom Holland like bump into her on the street and be like, hey, how's it going? Okay, bye. You know, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Like not have it be a thing. Um, or so, or just throw in a little go get him tiger. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did you notice when Dr. Octopus sees Tobey Maguire and he's like, he calls him like sweet boy or something like that? Or like, you're a man now, you're a grown man. Lost. And he's like, How have you been? He goes, Trying to do better. Like, yeah, that was the last time you had a time, but it, it's a line from Spider Man 2, or I believe so. It's like when they're having like breakfast or lunch with uh, Doc Ock and his wife. Oh, uh huh. I think it's a throwback to that conversation. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I love, I always love the line in Spider Man 2 brilliant but lazy. You know, when he yeah. realizes it's Peter Parker, like, oh, brilliant but lazy. Uh, that would have been cool. But uh, same idea, I guess. Uh, Molina was like, he was really funny in this. Like he was, he had like a lot of like comedic um, energy, which uh-huh. I really liked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was the line about? Like, do you need a glass of water? He's like, well, yes, I am quite thirsty. And they're like, what do you want? <laughs> oh yeah, do you want, <laughs> you want regular Salt water, water or salted or salted? He's like, what? Like, cause you're an octopus. He's like, what? <laughs> so, it's so awesome. <laughs> And when, when Peter Parker has like the Doctor Strange, like, you know, uh, zappy weapon that beams him into the prison thing, like he hits the tree by accident. And Ned's like, is this tree, did this tree used to be a scientist that turned himself into a tree? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All right, I need, to, I need to go see it again, like tomorrow, I swear to God. Um, I mean, and we got to talk about Willem Dafoe. He was terrifying. Yeah just going to 11 like uh, apparently like he insisted on doing his own stunts or, or physical acting or whatever like he really wanted to go all out uh <laughs> i saw some meme like today where like toby mcguire was like yeah like he was green goblin wasn't even supposed to be in that first spider-man but willem dafoe just shut up on set acting crazy and sam raimi just kept the kept the cameras going <laughs> like <laughs> which is oh my you know. god but uh but well yeah willem dafoe is like truly one of the greats man and the we, because we we did a rewatch of all the Spider-Man movies except for Amazing. Did you? Yeah. So we watched six. We did no. I, so we watched Toby, 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 Tom, Tom, and one Andrew. So we did like six in a week. It's uh, a lot of Spider-Man. Revisiting that Raimi, that first Raimi, with Doc with, with Doc Ock, you see, like he he was like, you know, a good a good guy. Uh huh. <laughs> You see, like, Doc Ock, he's, like, a good guy, but he's, like, controlled by his arms. Yeah, yeah. And then you have, like, um, Sandman, who's, who's, like, a good, a flawed guy, but with, you know, good intentions. The Sandman thing always broke my heart, and, like, uh, with, with his daughter and all that. Oh, I thought it was really pretty good. That's the best thing about Spider-Man 3, I think. Yeah. Um, but then, but you go back and you look at, like, Norman Osborn, like he was never like a nice person. Like he was always portrayed as, yeah, like a maniacal type. Yeah, real, yeah, real shitty, like power hungry, uh, shit dad. And all that. when they when they when they kept talking about like, oh yeah, like, and and then my best friend, you know, <laughs> turned into a monster and tried to kill me. And like at the end, Ned's like, I promise I will never murder you, Peter. Like. <laughs> I love- Oh, it's really great. It was just so much fun. And, and like a real, like, go to the movies kind of experience. And 
having people cheer and stuff like that is just a goddamn blast. So, and, and like the, the, I'm telling you right now, Andrew Garfield, like just, just crushed so hard. And it was so much fun to see him get another shot at it and like, and annihilate. I want to see, I want to see Topher come back. <laughs> he would have counted as someone to bring back too. He I could have been a person. I was surprised they didn't. Huh. It, uh, was, it was like literally like 20 years of like conversations that people have had, you know, in classrooms, over drinks, on the internet. It was like 20 years of that on screen referencing those things that we've thought about and talked about. And it was just like yeah. really cool experience to, to see that happen. Yeah. And then like, it's, it's just kind of fun to like, I mean, they did a pretty good job of you know keeping it all under wraps and all that but we kind of knew what was going to happen or we least hoped and all this but like man there were three spider-man three dudes from from new york and they were in this movie packed like sardines in a tin oh damn (laughs) a lot like my album art for this week what Here, Here we, we go! go. <laughs> all right okay so for my holiday album this year we're not doing christmas albums um but the idea was to to gift one another uh an album that we you know i guess each each week would be that but uh maybe maybe this week or this 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 month we we could add a little bit more hot sauce on it and i think we both I think we both read the assignment and, and did the homework. Um, so my album for this week was 1998's Hello Nasty. Hello Nasty. Iconic rap, rock, hip-hop, punk rock, hardcore group, The Beastie Boys. The Beastie Boys. I think you can add Bossa Nova in there as a genre, too, because oh, this album goodness. goes all over the place, and I love it so much. This, yeah, uh we gotta dive into there's a lot going on 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 this one uh yeah what what did you think of hello nasty my friend um this is one of the one of the rare gifts or assignments i like gifts better that's great we should keep that going um that i'm quite familiar with like uh in my when this came out i was obsessed with it this album hello nasty by the beastie boys uh listen to it on repeat all the time there was a time when i could like rap along with every single word on this really absolutely i think it's fucking fantastic um huge fan and 
I, I was just waving the vinyl I had of it around. Like, it's perfectly broken into like four sides, you know? You've got two two discs and like um, two vinyls and like each side is kind of its own thing if you're breaking it down onto the vinyl. And it really does jump genres quite a bit. And, you know, come on, Beastie Boys are just kind of the best. It's so much fun. They're having a great time, but they're also like amazing musicians. It's hard not to love this stuff. Absolutely, and um, I, I actually uh, recently watched, uh, I may have mentioned him before on the podcast, but this guy named Ben McKinty, he has a YouTube channel called the Punk Rock NBA, and he, uh, very, just very intelligent guy. He uh, primarily talks about hardcore punk and heavy metal, um, but he did a, a, an episode on the Beastie Boys. Okay. And, and he has a lot of really, really, you know, on point things that I'd never really like thought about. And um, one of the things he was saying was like how the Beast Boys were, were able to like go from being like party animals with like yeah license to license to ill, you know, yeah. uh, no sleep to Brooklyn, and then kind of like reinventing themselves with this like monster sample of like with like Paul's Boutique. Yes. And then where they took it. Um, with he he didn't reference Hello Nasty. He did the one bef- before this ill communication, mm-hmm. um, but with this, how they how they were like one of the first bands to incorporate like you know like fashion into into what they were doing and how like what they how, what they started during this time period is still you you still see like uh, as far as like like production and sampling and uh, like the, I'm totally drawing a blank and I apologize. It's a great video, check it out. Um, but how how they kind of like set the stage for the next 20 years after, with this album, like with their with their appearance, with the, what they were wearing, um, what they were sounding like. And, uh, and watching the video and listening to the album and looking at pictures of them from this time, totally, totally agree like they were the whole package you know like yeah. they were trendsetters i guess that's the word i'm looking for okay yeah yeah absolutely yeah um i love it and i huge beasties fan uh where, where is... did you do you remember when you first heard them mm, that's a good question i wonder if it was sabotage uh what's sabotage on is that ill communication i believe so that was a big deal. And like, I remember like, uh, like people were like dressing up like that for Halloween and, sh- and stuff. Like, like much like, I guess the intergalactic video from this album, like with the, with the jumpsuits and everything, that was like a big deal. It was very cool. If you looked like one of the Beastie Boys, like for Halloween or whatever the hell. And uh, so I guess I, maybe I caught them like when they were doing, exploring their rock and roll and punk roots and all this. Um, and, you know, then I, you know, I, I think I found Paul's Boutique a little late and you know loved that one of course uh when this one when helenessa came out it was humongous it was like the biggest album uh and of course intergalactic and all that but i'll get to that in a minute uh my thoughts on that um <laughs> but this is like the ultimate like party album like you know it's it's one of these front-loaded like party jam albums and then like and then it starts taking all these different detours which are amazing uh like I immediately loved it, and this one hit. This one, Helen Nessie hit perfectly in my. Uh, I was listening to a lot of you know big beat, a lot of Chemical Brothers and Capital Slim and all this, and they they kind of took some cues here yeah. for like what the sound was, and they got Mixmaster Mike to you know help out on this one, 
and he became he kind of became their their guy, like like all the like the ADD like beat phrasing and samples and all this are just you're if you're bored wait ten seconds and something new is gonna show up and all these tunes it's very fun and it, uh, it's and uh, like they all seem like cool dudes the beasties they all seem like you know a lot of fun like I, man I want to hang out with these guys so much and yeah like they I think they started as these you know kind of you know party boy kids that like you know oh that's trash or hotel room kind of thing but they start they slowly started aging you know and changing their sounds a bit and like you know getting into yeah, activism and Buddhism and all this but like but this is like a sweet spot where they're like they're still we're making party music and we're having a good time but like you know we are three-dimensional people and so here's some cool sounds that we're into and all this uh, and I think uh, um well, okay, whatever. Here's my hot take on this album. It's, it is my favorite Beastie Boys album. I think it's their best album. I think the big single, Intergalactic, is the worst track on this album. Okay. So, uh, Intergalactic, uh, that, that might be a good jumping point for me. Intergalactic is actually the first, my first memory of the Beastie Boys. Okay. Um, and I remember thinking, I, it was like on, I talked at, you know, at length about my, you know, growing up and summers watching VH1 and MTV. I remember this one not showing my up. My summers with VH1. My, that's going to be like the name of my, like, my memoir, you know, summers. Sounds like a, sounds like a love affair. <laughs> tell me more, tell me more. Did they play Robert Palmer? Like, yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> But it was always on MTV, like TRL, and of course TRL like never played. They played like forty-five seconds of a song. We've touched on this before. Yeah, they wouldn't let it breathe. I'd be like, no, I like that one. Like, I like yeah. that song. Those guys, these guys look crazy. Like, what are they doing? Like, they look, they're like, they're dancing and moving and like doing like the robot. And look, there's there is an actual robot in it. <laughs> an actual robot they're in the video. He's doing like he's like a rock'em sock'em robot. I know, uh, like, wasn't like there's a, there's a guy in a suit, man. Come on, wasn't an actual one. Don't kill it. Um, oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, and so that was the first time my first experience. And then, of course, like you know, fight for your right. And then actually, yes. Um. Uh. On get on the Guitar World Guitar Hero Two soundtrack, No Sleep Till Brooklyn was on it. Oh, fun. And I was like, whoa, like this. Ba-na, no. Okay. Right. And it had that okay. like ripping guitar solo in it, like out of like out of the blue. Okay. Awesome. And uh, yeah, I just really enjoyed this one. This is one that like I I saw a live video of a concert that they were doing and they started off they started the concert off with like disco breaking the, the lead single and this is the first time i'd heard it and yeah super wait this disco is the first time you had heard super disco breaking oh no no when i when i watched it uh, when i watched the video oh okay yes yes yeah, yeah yeah and it looked like they were performing in the round yeah um, i think i've seen this video i think i've seen this video and they come running to the stage and then like just start ripping into this song uh, and it, it was just the coolest thing ever. Like, yeah, you said it early. They got—they seem like really cool guys, you know. Yeah, it's Manhattan in the house. What? What? Uh, 
what Mixer Master Mike is doing in this album is next level, like scratching and stuff. It's so good. So that's something I wanted to talk to you about. So Mix Master, Mix Master Mike, uh, award-winning yes. DJ. Looks like yes. he, he he's won. It's like the DMC DMC Championships. It's it's like a scratch competition. Yeah. Okay. Where is this held? Like yearly or? I believe so. Yeah. So him, him, it was like uh, in the '90s. There, like it, he rose to very, uh, much acclaim for just being a a real beast behind the tables. Him and like Hubert, uh, um, and, and I think Z Trip as well. Like, like these scratch DJs that are that are truly badass. And they would go on to like you know put like uh, DJ scratch DJ bands together and like put out albums like uh, of DJ scratching and. I don't know how I feel about like a Scratch DJ album because it's like uh, I'll get a little sick of this. But um, he 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 added a lot to this album with just the turntablism and all this, um, all all the sample stings and all this stuff. It's real fun and 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 again like really ADD and like there's always something new and weird and like silly layered on top of all this stuff. It's like a, like a scratching collective. Is that I was trying to look for it on my on my saved albums. Is that like uh, like low fidelity all stars kind of kind of deal, or like is that are they more of a band? Like... Low fidelity would be more of a band because there's like me, um, there's like a, you know drummers and guitar players and stuff like that. Now, uh, I believe Bassmaster Mike was in a uh, group with Qbert called Invisible Scratch Pickles, and this was when like you would get like four DJs together, all playing stuff at the same time. Like on, everyone would have like a little DJ booth set up, and they would just sync with each other, and like you know play beats and then scratch over them, and like kind of just take turns dropping samples and stuff like that, which is quite a feat. It's something to see. I I remember I was in Miami and I saw um I think I saw Z Trip and Qbert uh like play at the same time, the same time, and which was just bonkeroonies to see. Um, and I also saw Mixmaster Mike play a show. And that was something else. I, on our last episode, you you said that like your 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 album and this one, um, oh, uh-huh. pairing. Uh, and we'll get we'll, we'll dive into into yours in just a second. But listening back to um, to Hello Nasty today, I I totally understood what you were saying. It was like there's so much big beat. There's so much like scratching in this one it's kind of like a it's kind of it it really worked out because i feel like hello nasty is like the perfect like or one of the maybe for the year like a perfect culmination of like you know the electronic stuff we've been talking about and the rock stuff we've been talking about Mm -hmm. yeah it was such a it's such a wonderful blending and there's um lee scratch perry oh uh uh-huh iconic uh jamaican musical artist he's on this one and yeah I, I, th- I think he passed away this year uh and i sadly had never really been exposed to a lot of his music but just hearing how how um influential and um just special he was to, to find out that he was on this beastie boys album it just yeah it was really neat because it's just I, I, I'm kind of at a loss for words, but 
you, you, you kind of like what Finn McKinsey was talking about, how they started off with like fight for your right to party, and then they're yeah. collaborating with these like highly influential, highly iconic world musicians. Yeah, it's incredible. Just, yeah, that's very cool. And like in the second half of this album, when they take a detour and like you know do these like instrumental jams and and one of my favorites uh i love song for junior and then like um i don't know which is like a really like a heartfelt little little uh, it sounds like it could be an elliot smith tune really like it's really it's like beautiful like you have that little do 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 and like you know you wouldn't expect this to be on a beasties album but it's yeah. but it's there and it fits somehow it's just fucking beautiful i don't know uh, I think it's a uh, one of these perfect records, you know. There's like one where, like a nice like little electric keyboard break, you know. It's just like, yeah, it's like a real like. It's not like it, it's. I don't want to say jaunty, but kind of like it's just like a very like jaunty, happy little <laughs> keyboard break, and it's like it's kind of out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And you you put it perfectly early if you get bored just wait 10 seconds because there's something else like that's that i think that's the best way to to describe this record it's one that i discovered fairly recently so i don't have a lot of like really you know groundbreaking um things to say about it but it's it's one i find myself returning to a lot more and just revisiting as i grow to love and respect the beasties uh, more and more beasties all day did you follow did you um, keep listening to the Beastie Boys. Like, have you? Did you? Uh, their albums after this and stuff, like to the Five Burrows and like their instrumental stuff. They put out an, in, an instrumental album where they didn't rap on it at all. It's just them jamming. It's it's just awesome. Like they're quite musicians, man. Like and they're like, what's you know, it'd be cool is if you put out an album. It's just us um, jamming out. Like it's really it's very cool. What's What's amazing is like they they started off as like a New York hardcore band like playing shows at like CBGB's, you know, like, yeah. And became just these just, you know, prolific hip hop artists, you know, um, what I know, I haven't listened to a ton of stuff post Hello Nasty. Um, I adore Sabotage. Um, sure. Probably my, my favorite Beasties song is, um, so, uh, so what you want. Oh, what you what you what you want? Yeah. All right. Sure. Um, I love I love how you be listening. You can listen to one of these, and then a little just like is it they drop like an eight oh eight, and it's just like a boom. Yeah, that like, sounds quite like eight oh eight money making money money making. So like that that went. Nothing sounds quite like an eight oh like a boom boom boom. That's a rolling data weight we've talked about before. Like on especially yeah. like our first episode, like on Daft Punk and all that. Um, yeah, it's a shout out to a piece of gear that <laughs> to mount. I, I don't know. It. This was just a. It was really fun to listen to this one with like the Mimos ear. Um, yeah. And I, and I didn't know that you had such a such a rich history with this one. I mean, uh, yeah, I suppose I do. Um, boy, it might be in my top ten. Like, well, I don't know, like all time records. Oh. I, I, Clearly, I'm a fan, like, and I've always loved this one. And uh, I think I've I've mentioned on the on the pod before, like, I really wanted to see him live, and it was right when um, uh, Adam Yao passed, and they had to cancel their show and all that. Uh, 
I have, I have, I have that. I think I've said that I've shared a similar story. They were going to be at ACL that year. I think it was 2009. Wow. And it might've been, it was probably the same tour, man. Fuck. But yeah, I mean, this is one that, that I came to, you know, just like I said, recently, um, and, and enjoy it more and more, um, with each listen. Yes. What would be your Beastie Boys karaoke song that you would do? Oh, that's such a good question. <laughs> wow. Maybe Body Moving. That's one of my favorite favorites on here. I remember it was track six or whatever, uh, right? And seven is Intergalactic. Yep. All right. Uh, hey, ladies would be kind of fun. Hey, ladies in the place, we're calling out to you. Um, infinitely karaokeable, right? Like, <laughs> this, this band, so much fun. If you know your shit. Uh, uh, one of the first records I ever, one of the first pieces of vinyl I ever purchased was the um, the 12 inch of Body Movin', the single, and it has a an amazing Norman Coke remix, Fat Boy Slim. Uh, it's an it's an awesome remix. I'll have to send you a link to it. It's pretty great. Oh, Jake's got the Intergalactic 12 inch. Is that a giant yeah. hamster? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's insane. That's awesome. This album's pretty dope. It's got like a cool, like, uh, like, they're like in a, in a space station or some shit. I bought a shirt. I bought a reproduction shirt of the Hello Nasty tour. Um, cool. And it has that that pod thing on it. Nice. Pretty cool. Oh, I, was gonna wear, I was gonna wear it for the episode tonight, um, but it's dirty. So. <laughs> I have, my my Beastie Boys karaoke uh, at the at the bar that. Ellie and I like to frequent. They had a live, live band karaoke. Yes. And I got up and did "Fight for Your Right to Party." When did them. you do that? Was I there for that? No, I think it was. It was a rando. Like I honestly think oh. it, it. I honestly think it was like it's a, great a Valentine's great Day, like a long time ago, where I was like in my like, days, and so I was there. <laughs> and it'd be, it'd be it's a great boys karaoke by myself. Nice. <laughs>
So, but we mentioned, we mentioned a little movie. Oh, yes. That changed the game. Yeah. Game changer of a movie, yes. Uh, and the soundtrack of which we talked about at length. Uh, on at length. Yes. Uh, and one of the standout tracks. Truly standout tracks. Of this, of the movie, of the soundtrack, and it's is it one of those where it like scored and made the movie? Um, was by Elliot's group this this week. Yes. Elliot, would you like to introduce? Would you like to take us around to? I don't know what I'm talking. <laughs> no, I got it. Around propeller. I got I'm it. Thinking I got of propeller. It. <laughs> no, it's, it's very cute. Well, uh, my album this episode it was uh, Dex and Drums and Rock and Roll by the Propellerheads. Uh, they're another fucking duo, because these guys only work in twos. They're like Sith Lords. Master and Apprentice always seems to be. <laughs> right? Isn't it odd? I don't know. There's, it's always two dudes. Um, I don't know what that is. I think I've said before, someone's, someone's cranking out stuff and someone's making the sausage. Seems to be. Uh, these are two dudes from whatever england boss whatever um, yeah they're, they, they're from you, you know like usually you can like i see well i've seen them like in in like a lot of the electronic artists they're from like uh, and i'm totally of course drawing a blank but from like the same cities or um or areas but i, I this is this is the first group that i've seen um from from uh was it bath yeah yeah, <laughs> Bath Somerset. Of course, Somer I'm yeah, American Somerset. <laughs> I'm sure we're saying it wrong. Uh, this was one I, 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 you know, I stumbled upon in my youth, but I, I didn't really know if they were English or not or, or American. Um, but yeah, they're English. Um, and this is like one of these special albums, special to me certainly, and seemingly to a lot of people certainly in the YouTube comments of tracks I've been listening to here and there. Where this is like one of the more uh, underrated albums of the late 90s in this electronica boom um, when all this big beat stuff was coming out and um, and the, the track of course that you alluded to is Spy Break which was included in the Matrix soundtrack and, and famously in the uh, lobby scene where they're shooting up everyone and Ken was flipping around and all that um, with the wheat scene it's a very amazing scene yeah um, and this album has is always been in like you know it was it's it was one of the first ones I wrote down when we started this show and like um, because I wanted to talk about it but it didn't it didn't rise to the top necessarily because it's not really as acclaimed as others because a lot of people don't really haven't really discovered it as much as like you know your Chemical Brothers and all that I think it's often forgotten but there's some there's some amazing stuff going on here. It's it's two two guys, the propeller heads, and they're and they're making this kind of big beat, um, long form kind of jazzy stuff with a lot of horn stabs and a lot of you know Bondy cinematic uh, influences going on here, and I think it's exquisite. Um, they're 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 two dudes one's one's like a, an amazing drummer the other's amazing producer and they're putting these awesome tracks together um real heavy bass emphasis on drums always and then when they do when they do get a vocalist involved it's 
it's surely bassy and it's like the most amazing thing you, you'll ever hear uh, uh jake what'd you think of the album so i texted you earlier and i said something along the lines of we picked two really cool albums pretty cool and, and this album is pretty cool it's like, quite cool it's very cool like it's very yeah. uh i i would put it up there with uh, with crystal methods vegas okay yes you know, yes i know exactly what you mean yes go ahead like very like i'm getting ready to go you know rock the house you know like if i'm yeah if i'm if i'm john wick i'm getting ready to go out you know and annihilate some some people you know like yeah it, it's a very cool album and i can see why it was like why um why it was picked for or um uh why i was picked for to, to score that matrix scene because it's very cool it's like a whole well not i wouldn't i wouldn't say a whole album of just like kick ass like that but it's a lot of that which is so good so good <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, this one's like always been one of my favorites. I still listen to tunes on it. I still, you know, um, uh, l- love dropping this stuff out and about or putting them, putting some of these tracks on, like you know, mix it easy, uh, forever. And uh, whew, it, it was in heavy rotation. Um, well, I guess quite recently to uh, Hello Nasty, right? Uh, like a year. Well, I'm pretty close. Both '98. So let's see. Hello Nasty was. July 14th, 1998. This, okay, this is January, so, you know, six months apart or whatever. Seven months apart. <laughs> um, but yeah. I, I heard a, a ton, a boatload of propeller heads in Hello Nasty. Yeah. Like the jazziness, like the, the, mm-hmm. big, the, the big beats, the big drums, like even like the interludes, like I heard a ton of it in, in Hello Nasty. Yes. So were propell- were the propeller heads like were they were they programming these beats on like a drum machine or were they sampling them in because they sound super crispy? I believe they're all live drums. Uh, wow. Um, yeah, I know, which is uh, which is pretty impressive. Um, uh, Will White, uh, one half of propeller heads, is quite the drummer, and and he and he. Uh, I think played these beats live. That's something that we haven't heard before. It's a little different, yeah. Uh, but that's why there's quite the emphasis on the drums, and they really let these things, they let these songs breathe a bit more than, uh, and there's not as many uh, change-ups in the, in the, the beats necessarily, because he's, he's riding a groove, and then the other guy's dropping crazy samples over him, and playing bass, uh, it's such like a drum and bass album in the in the way that, if not for temp, if not tempo wise, it is a drummer and a bass player uh, putting an album together. And uh, yeah, it's exquisite. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, did you have a favorite track on here? Um, so I had a couple, um, and this is also their only studio album that they put out. This is their only album. They've got a few EPs out there and all that, um, and then they kind of went away, which is a bummer. Uh, I would love to hear, you know, what they're doing now and all that. 
it's kind of like the- we talked about with avalanches and stuff like that. They they put out something and they take it is to stop. But uh, you know, this came out in '98 and or yeah, and that's kind of it. I, I don't know if it, it just didn't get the claim it needed to or whatever. But like you know, plenty of the, these tunes have been used in movies clearly and commercials and blah blah blah. I think yeah. one of them ended up in an Austin Powers movie and this and that. Um, they ended up on like some, like, you know, especially like, you know, James Bond albums because of uh, On Her Majesty's Secret Service, which is an amazing tune uh, that they put together. And I think it was in like a, which I think ended up in a trailer for uh, The Incredibles. But it, oh, they, they, they were in, um, do you remember the uh, Lost in Space movie from the 90s? They oh, one of, Matt LeBlanc, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joey gets lost in space. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so they were on there, um, but it's, for some reason they just didn't uh, they didn't keep doing stuff. But but this album I think is uh, well, I think it's fantastic. Oh, it, it was wonderful. I mean, uh, just some some ones I I hearted. So the opening track, "Take California." Take just, California. Awesome. Just, Killer, um, Echo and Bounce. Um, I loved Velvet Pants. Yes, Velvet Pants is like great. Yeah, it's it's talking about like hip like hippies like talking about long hair and he's got velvet pants. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's got a great body. He's wearing velvet pants. Yeah, <laughs> he's, got, he's got a great body. He's wearing velvet pants. It'll have all these. That one has like these like samples that they like repeat and all this and. Uh, um, it's like funny they have like a sense of humor but like there's always like some cinematic element to something going on like there's always like there's always strings and and horns or something like that on here uh well my favorite says bigger 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 question mark it's one that's it's an insane it's just a drum and a bass and uh has this weird sample like yes i do you might feel bigger bigger my my and goes ats 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 like this dude just playing bass and like the drums are just like crispy as shit um and it's a nice like two minute long song i think um <laughs> yeah two minutes 22 <laughs> seconds that was like a mainstay on like makes cds you know it's putting together for friends if you have like two minutes left throw bigger in there man Cause it's so, it's so, it will fill in the gap and it's so cool and weird. Cause you, cause you had to get it to 80 minutes. You have to get it to 80 minutes. You can't, I used to hate when I would have like two or three songs. I'm like, I don't have anything else. I have 50, you know, 30, well, <laughs> 60 minutes left of this CD. I'm going to let it go to waste. Um, <laughs> God, that was a word. I can't burn a CDR with, with three songs on it. <laughs> Gotta fill it out, baby. Uh, I loved winning style. Yeah. Uh, bang on. Uh, might have, I think bang on was on lost space. I forget. Oh. And of course by Rick, but I think the centerpiece of the album is on her Majesty's secret service. Brilliant. I last episode, I told you to at least listen to it once on the headphones. Did you do that? Yeah. Yeah. With the panning. Awesome. Awesome. It was just um, so the original, originally composed by British yeah. British composer John Barry for the sixth 
James Bond movie of the same name. Just my my up there for top five tracks of the year on, on either album. It was just stunning. Wow, I know it's it's a uh, it's quite a feat, and it's an adventure. It's pretty long. What is it? Uh, like nine uh, minutes. Yeah, nine nine twenty. Uh, it's it's so it is so choice. It is so choice. It's probably yeah. It probably it's the centerpiece on the album. It's it's probably the best one on here. Probably. I mean, Spy Break's pretty great, but like whatever. Um, and Take California is fun. Bella Pants is great. Okay, but uh, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. But, but these guys have figured out a way to do these things that are just like okay, I'm just gonna lay down a cool beat that we all agree on, and like the way this guy plays drums is like perfect to me. And it's like mmm. It's talk about having a blanket. You know, it's, it's it's something soothing about it. He's playing beats in between beats and like uh. Uh, and it's gorgeous. There's settle on like, oh, I like that rhythm. Cool. We're gonna put stuff over it. But but yeah, um, uh, Her Majesty's Secret Service is, is just something else, man. It's a whole piece. It's a whole piece. It it's got that it's got that cinematic quality to it. Probably you know probably because it was based you know based on a song for a movie. Um, it just it blew my mind. Yeah. And even though, even though it's like a nine minute piece, it doesn't feel like nine minutes listening to it. It's just it's crazy. Yeah, absolutely, just amazing song. Awesome. Did you like history repeating? History repeating. That said, they're like with the vocal. It's all just like it's a history repeating. That's actually the one I was listening to right when we started recording. <laughs> with that electric piano and this in this Shirley Shirley Bassey uh, she 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 sings Goldfinger Goldfinger they like legit got the the vocalist from old Bond Whoa. movies to come out apparently like there's some story behind it but they, they asked her like on a whim like hey do you want to do a song with us and she's like okay they're like really? Like they didn't expect, <laughs> and she's of course crushes it. It's amazing. Um, it's all just the case of history repeating. Bow, bow, bow. It's so good. Um, it's so funny that they, they did you know songs with with her and then the uh, Majesty Secret Service because a lot of these songs sound like spy songs. You know, they sound like they sound like espionage you know like yeah going, going undercover you know yeah there's some intrigue yes. at play here yeah yeah awesome now this one going into 2022 this one will be on on regular repeat for me because i really took to what i heard i and i didn't realize that they, all those drums were, were recorded live that's just really really impressive and i think for the number of microphones they i huh? think he's in the sample he's talking about like microphone placement or something he's <laughs> like one of the interludes yeah and it just literally speak it literally speaks to like they knew what they were doing when they were placing these microphones in the studio because i thought these were like you know created on the drum machine you know or sampled so <laughs> yeah yeah they know they know what they're doing man uh, i'm glad you liked it dude Oh yeah, this one, it made me excited to like, even though I'm kind of like, I don't know about this, this new Matrix, but I'm going to give it a shot because I love Keanu. Yeah. 
it made me excited <gasps> to revisit that world. You know. Do speaking of, do we have any news on like what the who's on the soundtrack for this new one? I have not heard anything. I'd be really curious about that. I, I can't believe I haven't even thought of that. For like, specifically for sipping mimos, like because when we, we we waxed quite poetic about the Matrix soundtrack, who's on the new soundtrack? Let's see. I'm gonna give it a quick search. It'd be cool if they brought everyone back. I know Junkie XL was involved with the sequels quite a bit, but uh, Brass Against. Is a collective of the musicians. So it looks like they have a lot to do with the new Matrix soundtrack. Isn't Breast Against the band that just peed on someone on stage? Oh shoot, it is! Is it really? Yes! No! <laughs> okay, listeners, have you heard about this? Um, this band, like, no shit. No shit! Are they? They're not an electronic band, are they? They're like a like a like a. No, they're like a punk or? band. I'm seeing oh, a lot punk. of um. I'm seeing a lot of uh, Rage Against Machine, especially Pump Guns and Atlantic Sportset covers by Brass Against, just by googling them, which would be cool. Oh, and one of the one of the uh, related searches, Brass Against P. So it is. It was Homegirl from Brass Against that peed on the guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, listeners. <laughs> This band brought someone up on stage recently and like, and uh, he was like wearing a GoPro on his head and homegirl pissed in his face. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> I think like, it's, in the episode, like, I think yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, we're wrapping up anyways. We're wrapping up. We're wrapping up. <laughs> I think it's great. I think it's great. I've always wanted like Karen O to spit beard in my mouth. Like, like, so I get it. It's punk rock, man. It's cool. What, did they do the whole thing? That's amazing. Um, how about that? Uh, <laughs> what a year for that band. <laughs> yeah, no shit. I peed on that guy and we get the Matrix 4. Oh my God. They're going to blow <laughs> up. They're doing great. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Um, okay. So... Like, like the titular propeller, um, uh-huh. sipping memos will be spinning on into the new year as always. Yes. Um, gearing up for uh, third season, which I can't even believe it. Yeah. Um, season three, so we've already got like our set cast, but we're getting ready to introduce an, an exciting new character uh, in we the got form new characters. of Ethan Embry. We're going to get him. He'll be our new crush. Um, I've got to adjust our Instagram follow followings. To just, Ethan, to just Ethan Embry. Yeah. We can, we, can only, we can only follow three people. You, me, and our crush for the season. Yeah. Or for the year, I guess. You know what we, call we might. I thought we might uh, have a little year-end uh, New Year wrap-up show where we, where we you know, talk to each other and see how we're doing Maybe maybe some resolutions, maybe that and this and that. But also, I thought it would be a cool idea to look back on the last couple of years and um, maybe give each other a top ten of the albums we've assigned each other or gifted each other, as you say, and and just rate them in ascending order of like, here's my top ten of what you've given me so far. What do you think okay. about that? I like that. Or or top five if it's easier. I don't. Know. Yeah, 
I like that. All right. So I think that's going to about do it for Beastie Boys and Propeller Heads. Yes. Uh, definitely, definitely, definitely get out there. Uh, if you haven't listened to Dex and Drums and Rock and Roll by Propeller Heads, get out there and listen to it. And if you haven't jammed Hello Nasty by Beastie Boys, uh, highly recommend it as well. Uh, yes. And spend, spend more time than you would have normally with the second half of the album. Because I think there's some real gems in there. Uh, Elliot, thank you for gifting me Propeller Heads. This, was, this has been an absolute treat. And I'm always looking for those types of records that will make me feel uh, like Keanu Reeves in a, you know, uh, f- you know, floor length trench coat, you know. Yes. Something as cool as that. So that's like uh, exactly what I'm going for. Thank you for saying it, that. Is it trench or duster? I'm not sure. One of those two. Uh, <laughs> I think a duster uh, has like a fl- extra flap. I don't even know. That's a cool duster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, I think that'd be fun to do like a new tradition where we can kind of like do it as like a year end thing where we see what's changed, you know, because as hopefully the whole point of the whole point of this, uh, this project is to, um, is to stretch our ears a little bit and, uh, you know, expose, expose ourselves to expose ourselves. No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've been exposed this entire time, by the way, like in the record, <laughs> it's, it's amazing that Jake hasn't commented on it, but I've been very exposed. Uh, you know, the, the whole point of this, of this project has been to, um, stretch our ears to genres of music that, you know, we normally wouldn't have, you know, yeah. uh, and so as as time goes on, I know there's going to be I know that list will change. You know, I, you might drop something on me in 2022 that could just shatter my shatter my brain. And I'm hoping you do. Yeah. Well, I think it, I think perhaps like looking back, because like, you know, these things age, you know, sometimes differently than others and all that. So like if we look back on these objects that we've gifted to each other, like. Well, yeah, that one actually really stands out. And then I look back at it, like that might inform what we assign to each other or gift to each other for the the new season. I'm gonna make a prediction. Okay. Your your number one is going REM. No, your REM. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was looking. I was looking at (laughs) at the first album to drop in January. Oh, okay. And. I was going to do an REM record, but I was like, no, I don't what want to do really? that. Are you really? Oh, you should. You should. I, we might see REM again because they, they have a pretty like important 30 year anniversary. Uh, of I'm, an I'm, wearing, I'm wearing my Are You Talking REM Rory Me <laughs> shirt today. Um, but uh, no, I'm, I'm predicting Rob Zombie is going to be in your top three. In the top three. Okay. I'm going to predict that Surrender is in your top three. Damn. My Chemical Brothers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I know that one hit you hard. I, that's, that's all good. This is all positive stuff, you know. So I'm not, I'm not worried about it. But, uh, so predictable. No, no, no. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a live Beastie Boys uh, show when I was just like, YouTubing stuff and like trying to find, because I remember, because I'm so bummed that I haven't, I've never seen them live or, or you know, I never will. But uh, that, one of the uh, like they would start with Mixmaster Mike, like just dropping beats and stuff like that. And he opens with like a with a DJ Shadow sample. And like I lost my god, my wow. like, ah, so cool. Um, yeah, I think it was Organ Donor. 
like that's cool i know yeah um well this has been a lovely session man and i can't wait for our next episode and i can't wait for another uh lovely year of delving into this beautiful music and finding things that are new and finding things that i've heard before and but haven't revisited in a long time uh um happy holidays jake happy holidays and happy holidays to you gentle listener thank you for Thank you for sticking with Elliot and I uh, over the years and continuing to listen um, and for giving us feedback and, and just being just the amazing person that you are. So wherever you are, if you're traveling for the holidays or, you know, you're hunkering down and staying warm, I hope that, and I, I think I speak for Elliot and I, I hope that you have a wonderful rest of 2021 and uh, we will see you next time where we break down our top 10 of Sipping Mimo's records. Absolutely. Um, be safe there, out there. Uh, tell someone you love them and, and just have a, have a lovely time. And yeah, and, you know, tell people about the show, like and subscribe, blah, 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 all that good stuff. Find us on Instagram. Uh, yeah, I'm posting records. Every time I go to a record store, if I find an a, a album we've talked about, I take a picture and I post it, in, which is fun. <laughs> shout out vinyl edge in houston in the heights i swear they have they might as well have a sip and mimo section no uh, shit i was there a couple months ago and they had apex they had uh, uh armand they had armand um they had armand which I, they had two future for you it wasn't that one it was, it was uh, yeah, okay. yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, shout out house of records in eugene because i found like three or four albums we talked about there man it was fun I, I love seeing, I love being able to walk out into a record store and see something that we've discussed and pick it up and be like, oh, I, I know what this is. I, uh, a, you know, a very wise person once told me, the smarter you are, the better off you'll be, you know? And I think they were referencing, you know, schoolwork, but I'm applying that to Sip and Mimo's logic. And this project has you know, prepared me and enriched me with a, with a, with a wealth of, uh, you know, electronic music, you know, knowledge. So I'm very grateful for it. That's cool. I love that. Hey, listeners, if, you, if you're buying records for anyone for Christmas, uh, Instagram it and tag us in it. Cause I, I'm, I'm giving love people that. some records this year. So that, that's fun. I've been Jake. I've been Elliot. This is sipping me was all oh, stay. Stay sipping. Stay sipping. All right. Bye, guys. Bye,